0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Lashing Out Podcast and the Esports Now Network. He's Kevin Frickley. I'm Jared Pagar. Kevin, let's talk some scheduling because Penn State seemingly doesn't ever seem to be on the right end of a scheduling snafu.
1: No, and this is a flippin' disaster. Uh, I could have gone a little bit harsher on that, but man, this is this is a mess. This is such a mess. that ESPN is not even updated yet. They still have the Michigan State game on Saturday, November 15th. If you haven't heard, it is now going to be on Black Friday, November 24th. Um, That game, I guess, well, it's at Michigan State, but as is usual with Penn State, that game is never attended by the students. The student section is typically empty for that one. Um, I'm going to assume Michigan State they're probably going to be in a similar situation. That's always the, that's that game is always the weekend of Thanksgiving and it's always lowly attended or the weekend before when people are going home for Thanksgiving, especially when Penn state gets that week off and all the students leave. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about the TV deal here later, but man, what a mess. And it's going to be a night game.
0: Right. So, I mean, you get a night game, a short week. Um, You've got the holiday too uh luckily i mean they play rutgers which isn't going to be a, an overly easy game which is frustrating um but you've got you go from michigan at home rutgers at home and then you're a short week against michigan state for the prestigious land grant trophy that game mean, means a little bit more than a black friday start um you know i always i, I don't agree with short weeks um and, and especially that late in the season but like we'll talk about with the new deal i mean sometimes it's not up to the universities and. You're right. I mean, there aren't going to be many people there, um, and and that's just no. That's I mean, it's a holiday. Um, I'm sure it'll still be a, a good crowd, but at the same time, man, what what are you doing?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't expect this. I wouldn't expect the student section to be full. It is the last home game, but I mean, even when that game's at Beaver Stadium, I remember the student section being just half empty. Or maybe it's three quarters full, but um, yeah. And before Michigan, they have Maryland. They're on the road at Maryland, and that could be a little bit of a almost a trap game because they're going to be looking forward to playing Michigan the next week. So, road on Maryland, road at Maryland, Michigan, Rutgers, which is on the rise, and then Michigan State. So, like, yeah, it's you don't want a short week at the end of that four week stretch, and it seems like it's they're just doing it as a favorite NBC right now, which. I'm not, I'm not on board with if we're doing favors towards TV, TV companies, it's, that's just asinine, but they run the show now.
0: Right. The almighty dollar is, is really what is King here. You know, we talked about a little bit about the Iowa game being a primetime game, the whiteout, what have you, you know, obviously that, that matters. This is a Penn state road game. So that's difficult too. I mean, we knew it was going to be a road game. We knew it was going to be Saturday. We didn't know what time it was going to be, but now that it's on black Friday, you know schools like penn state michigan ohio state they're not going to be for that and and rightfully so um and that's the thing that, that is kind of unfortunate but we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk a little bit more about the disastrous um disastrous tv deals uh when we come back after this quick break on the lashing out podcast and now network Kevin, I'm Jared. Kevin, this NBC deal is not finished yet. Um, and that's costing people hundreds of millions of dollars, and it is costing a causing a lot of frustration throughout the Big Ten right
1: now. Yeah, this is Kevin Warren got a lot of praise for getting this TV deal, quote unquote, done. This TV deal is now a shitstorm. Um, apparently in the last TV deal, which was Never fully released to the public. The Big Ten leased all of their rights or sold all of their rights to Fox and the Big Ten Network, which is majority owned by Fox. Kevin Warren negotiated this contract with NBC and CBS, giving them a shot at hosting the Big Ten championship game. Fox did not know that. NBC did not know that Fox owned all the rights to that. So now, NBC and CBS have to pay money. Well, excuse me, the Big Ten has to pay, take money from NBC and CBS, pay it back to Fox because they've given the Big Ten championship game. Fox is still going to be the majority host, but it's going to be on a rotating schedule. I think NBC is only going to get one. It's either NBC or CBS is only going to get one of the next five or six. Like somebody's getting the short end of the stick here. NBC's already pissed because they. I don't know who at NBC didn't know this, but how do you not know that the Big Ten doesn't play night games in November? And now all of a sudden there's, this, there's a shitstorm around there. And, man, Kevin Warren left to go be president of the Chicago Bears. He left at the right time because now Tony Patetti has got to figure this shit out. And I'm sure Kevin Warren said back like, man, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this thing.
0: Right. Well, and there's a, there's a chance that he gets a multi million dollar bonus for setting these deals up, too. He should not. But... He right. should not. Sorry, but that's the thing—the fact that that you didn't read the five print, and you didn't know this. I mean, Big Ten Network—it's well known that Fox—it's a subsidiary of Fox. How you weren't aware that the Big Ten Championship ran through Fox is is beyond me. Now, this is complicated because there are now multiple entities involved. You've got the Big Ten. You've got the Big Ten Network. You've got NBC. You've got, um, you know CBS. what? CBS. You've got every. You've got everybody and their mother now in these media rights. And, and yeah, it's miserable in the Northeast and Midwest in the winter. So obviously there aren't going to be big time games at night. Let that up to the sec, Um, let that up to the ACC even, you know, and that's, and that's, what's frustrating too, is that how, why would you want to have a primetime game? Like, don't get me wrong. I know Penn state Notre Dame would be a big draw. I know Penn state, Ohio state would be, is a big draw. I know Penn state, Michigan, Penn state, Michigan state, Ohio state, Michigan, you know, that game's always at noon. Um, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, there are some marquee matchups that obviously should be played in prime time, but that can also happen prior to November.
1: Yeah. And Clemson, 730 on November 24th, when they usually play South Carolina, perfect weather the night of Thanksgiving, Black Friday in South Carolina. When it's 40 degrees and raining, the last game I ever went to was Michigan State my senior year. It was like 42 degrees and raining at noon. Can you imagine that game at eight o'clock? It's been raining all freaking day. It's going to start to turn Mm. into like a slushy snow. The field's going to be destroyed. It's going to be the epitome of three yards in a cloud of mud. Um, Like that game is just going to be miserable. If you play it at 12 or you play it at three 30, you at least have a chance of some decent weather. Football's outdoor sport. It's a fall sport. It gets into the winter. I understand adverse weather conditions are a thing, but the big 10 has opted for this. Historically, the biggest game of the year, the biggest single game on the college football slate its played at noon every year. It's Michigan, Ohio state. That's the most viewed college football game in the last like five years. Yeah, it's that game, game. <laughs> the game. It, it is literally titled the game. They play it at noon every year. Big 10 model is works. You play night games in September. You play night games in October, November. We're going to play noon at three 30. That's just how it is. Because even at three 30 games, you're going into seven, seven 30. It's going to be dark by six or even five. When, right. they, when the clocks change, I, I, this is just an absolute mess. It's going to cost everybody a bunch of money. It's 5 million per school per year. It looks like, but they're only, they're getting what 38, 39 million a year. I think is what it was. So we're talking twelve and a half, thirteen 13% of this money is in flux a year. And these schools are going to, I mean, Penn state, I'm sure is pissed. Ohio state's definitely pissed and Michigan. I mean, that was the deal. As he sees at 27 to 30, somewhere in there. So the Big Ten had this massive advantage of them. They're going in the NIL era with $11, 12000000 million extra per year, and then half of that surplus gets wiped out. I mean, not that you can use – you can't use school funds for NIL, but you don't have to use booster money for athletics if you got that $12 million cushion. I mean, it's just – what a disaster.
0: Yeah, right. And that's the thing, too, is like you've got so many different moving parts – but that but the issue with the Fox deal is that's gonna have that's gonna that money that isn't going to be retained because they, you know, obviously screwed up that deal is going to have to be repaid or they're gonna have to find a concession. And that's not going to work very well. It's not going to be something easy for these teams to figure out and these schools to figure out because that's we're talking about a lot of money. This is this is a game changing money. And the fact that they've didn't have the oversight to figure this out, um, is asinine to me. But at the end of the day, it sounds like they've lost money decisions. to like a
1: Nigerian prince or something in a scam. Like
0: right. this is what it's, it feels
1: this is what it feels like.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it's just it's just one of those deals where how can an organization that powerful and that that meaningful not know or not care enough to know. And I think that's the issue here is they didn't care enough to realize that or focus on that. And every every T has got to be crossed and every I has got to be dotted in a situation like this. And when that doesn't happen, you get this disaster that is Big Ten media rights deals.
1: Especially with as big of a loss that they had in 2020. Fox needed to recoup all that money from the games that didn't happen. Like, Big Ten finally just broke even last year to make up for that money that that they lost there. And then all of a sudden, now they're going to be short $70 million. Like, $70 million a year. I mean, it's just... They are still going to get a lot of money. I understand that. This is... We're crying over potentially some spilled milk, but with the money and arms race that is currently happening in college football, you can't be messing up like this because you had that one clear advantage and they've, they've shit the bed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's only going to get messier as more details come out. Um, And I, I don't think we've even scraped the surface of what's to come and that's not ideal. Um, But for right now, you know, until it's updated, we've got Penn state Michigan State for the prestigious land grant trophy on black Friday, you get to shop and then you get to go, you know, put everything you shopped and put it on a trophy and then call it the land grant trophy. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be great to build your own, but Hey, yeah, it's the powers that be good luck. But for now we're going to take it to the third and final segment of the lashing out podcast the sports now network. Welcome back to the third and final segment of the Lashing Out podcast, and Esports Now Network. I'm Jared. He's Kevin. Kevin, let's not talk schedule. I'm a little flustered. I'm about to go have myself a nice, yummy curve burger as I'm as we're recording here in the bowels of the PNG Field um, Stadium. But Penn State recruits are back on summer are back on campus for the summer. Sight to be seen. It's very good. Penn State basketball is still doing a good job as far as replenishing that roster. It's a good time to be an Nittany Lion.
1: Yeah, and they actually just picked up another transfer. Uh, Davian Collins coming from Mississippi State over to Penn State. Was only at Mississippi State for a year. Was in a reserve role. But it's just more depth, more competition at the cornerback position. Like you said, all of the... Um, all of the recruits from this year in the freshman class they're signed in they're enrolled now summer ball's just around the corner we're really going to see how this team's going to start shaking out and like you said basketball it's we weren't sure how well mike rhodes was going to do i'm pretty sure he just picked up another recruit here recently um but yeah it's we were concerned about how he was going to build out that roster he's built out a pretty good one it seems on paper so it's a good time
0: yeah, and I think I think we also need to to talk about um the baseball coach uh Rob Cooper resigned um you know it kind of came as a shock but it's not a surprise if that makes sense um they just did not have quite a, the amount of success that Penn State sports should have um de- definitely have to give kudos to Cooper I mean I think what he's building and currently there is good but at the same time the results um you got to win games the Big Ten. And this year they I think they did a good job to start and they just kind of faded at the end, um. So that's that's not always going to be a, a ideal, but at the same time you know you wish them the best and and I think the program's on the right track, which should be good for Penn State um moving forward.
1: Yeah, favorite air was the uh, recent basketball
0: commit from Miami. Um, so you need to tell me. I'm sorry to cut you off because I think this is very important. Favorite air is. Um, I'm going to be playing in the Bryce Jordan Center. I guess so. I'm 100% going to be working that into very many game stories if it is applicable.
1: Hey, I mean, Penn State's, they I don't know how well they're going to do on the basketball court this year, but they're going to have an all names team. I mean, if you, if oh, you, it's phenomenal. I mean, Puff Johnson, Qtus Wahab, uh, and now favor air. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, and Penn state's really picking up recruit, picking up, uh, some momentum on the 2024 cycle had just had a big, big commit. Um, Ethan grunk, grunk, Grunkemeyer. I butchered that another kid from Ohio. Uh, he's only a three-star, but I wouldn't read a lot into that. I don't think it seems like he's a fast riser. Uh, his performance, there was elite, I guess, regional elite 11 was this year was this weekend at state college. If you were, if you were following that, um, But then his performance at State College Regional got him an invite to national. So it seems like he's a fast riser. They did lose out on, um, is it Michael Van Buren from Baltimore Mm -hmm. area? They lost out on him on going to Oregon, but it seemed like he was always going to go to Oregon. There was a little bit of a Penn State surge late. But um, yeah, the 2023 classes on campus and the 24 classes really shaping out pretty nice.
0: Yeah, and that, I mean it's a good time. Maybe Nittany in the, in the line. you know, they're on the recruiting trail. They're doing a great job, on you know everything that that it seems to be where they need to be. It's it's good, right? So Penn State gonna have a strong summer. You know, kids are on like we said, kids are on campus, so that's good. Summer ball is gonna be starting, but at the same time, we are getting right to where Penn State needs to be. Basketball is almost back to a full scholarship, uh, limit which is always a good thing. But for Kevin, this has been Jared on the Lashing Out podcast and the Esports Now Network. We appreciate you listening each and every week to this podcast, and we can't wait to talk to you again next week.